0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our text. Text number Joe at RT.ie. Just a few announcements as we approach Christmas. Uh, first of all, Christmas Eve. We're still going to call it Christmas Eve. We won't go with the new trend of calling everything winter instead of Christmas. It's Christmas Eve in Grafton Street on December 24th from 9 to 11 outside the Bailey in Duke Street at the Marks and Spencer's Corner on Grafton Street. And uh, great fun. Uh, it, it goes on. Hey, rain or shine. In 2010, we did it in minus 14 degrees. In 2011, we did it in plus 12 degrees. Uh, that's a difference of 26 degrees, believe it or not. Uh, so we will be there with a whole slew of special guests and music and fun and above all our uh, wonderful, wonderful... I think this is, our for- this is the 48th year. The 48th year that Grafton Street has happened since Gay started it in the mid-1970s. The mid-1970s, and he kept it going until uh, 1998, believe it or not. And uh, then Brendan O'Carroll and myself uh, took it over from then, so to speak. But it's been going, this will be its 48th year, I was trying to calculate. And then uh, on Christmas week, we're calling it Christmas week. We're not calling it winter week. We're calling it Christmas week still. Uh, on Liveline, we will have one of our self-published books programmes. Uh, this is uh, one of the highlights of the year for me because I just love it. Send in your self-published book, book to uh, RTE Radio, Liveline, obviously, self-published. Now, one thing I really suggest is, with your details, sellotape your details, or better still, staple your your details to the book. Don't put a separate note in, because such is the pile of books we get that things get jumbled up. Sellotape or or staple your contact details and your little note to the actual book. And also, just to be clear, we do not send back books. We couldn't. We give them away to charity in the new year. So that's self-published books. The way things are going, we'll have to do two programmes. We'll also be bringing back, after a hiatus of two years due to that awful COVID uh, pandemic, we'll be bringing back our high Highs and lows of 2022. This is a vote by the Liveline listeners. You pick the top 10 highs and lows of the year just past. We're accepting nominations now. Because it is Christmas week, we never ever deal with, uh, and, uh, rightly so, I think, wars or the death of people or whatever. It's, it's a light-hearted piece. Uh, for example, um, and again, we, one, just one thing we insist on, that nobody, we're not talking about the death of anyone or any group of people. It's, uh, for example, that we in 2019, we did the highs of the decade, believe it or not, and the uh, number 10 in the highs of the Eucharistic Congress, number 9 was Saoirse Ronan's Number eight was the Easter Rising Centenary Celebrations. Number seven was the closing of the head shops. Number six was Katie, Katie Taylor. Number five was the election of Pope Francis, the visit of Queen Elizabeth, the papal visit. Jim Gavin's dub, dubs five in a row was number two. And the marriage equality referendum was your vote as the high of the decade 210 to 219. The low of the decade uh, between 210 and 219, as voted by you in that Christmas week, was climate change denial, priests being silenced, the IMF bailout, water charges, the charity salary scandal Brexit the Leinster House scandal that was about expenses Trump the Trump visit I think in 2019 upset a lot of people uh, the banking crisis and then the lows of the decade uh, you will not be surprised to hear uh, the low point for so many people was uh, the housing uh, crisis so that's that will be happening again in the week of Joe at RT.ie uh, you can send in your list of the highs and lows uh, of what you regard and again as I say it is a light hearted piece so uh, try and think of offbeat items but that gives you an example of what we uh, what we are looking for given them what you voted for before I mentioned winter I mentioned Christmas I mentioned it yesterday and Philip Scanlon contacted us Philip good afternoon Good afternoon Joe how are you? You say Philip you're talking about the winter in Dublin ad it's pay, yeah. it's it's run by Board Fortune or Fortune Ireland as they're now called. It's paid for by you and me, and um, your your issue is that Christmas is completely forgotten about in it. Yeah, I just feel like um, people have kind of run away with themselves, you know. Um, I'm kind of thinking like if you went back to Jesus when he was born, he was he was homeless, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, all the homeless people that are out there on the streets at the moment and 
it's great to go out, Joe, and celebrate and have fun. I'm not saying that, but I'm just asking the people of Ireland to come out and, um, you know, just even if they can give the people, like, hats or gloves or even people that can mm-hmm. afford to get them tents this Christmas, you know. Um, that's my concern that they could have started off with something like that. You know what really what Ireland is going through at the moment, and um, yeah, and you know Jesus. You know you mentioned Jesus today. People are just laughing at you. You know a lot of people find it hard to even mention his name these days in case they get mocked. Um, well, the word so. the, his name his name has given his name to the to the annual uh, occasion called Christmas, Christmas. So yeah, he is, he is yeah. mentioning Christmas. Now Christmas is not. They've called the Fall Day and have called their ad Winter in Dublin. Even though it doesn't winter, my understanding was December, January, and February. That's mm. the standard. But they've included November, December, and January. That's well. I read out their statement in a while. Um, but what's wrong with with Fall to Ireland calling it uh, Fall to Ireland calling it winter in Dublin rather than Christmas in Dublin? Because I suppose Joe, like even if we go back to when the Pope came to Ireland, you remember that Phoenix yeah, Park. You know, nineteen seventy nine yeah. Pope John Paul. Ireland was a different a different place to now. Yeah. You know, everyone like you know, went to mass together, their families they went to midnight mass. And all I'm saying is they could have started off with just like the Cathedral of Dublin, you know, going in, having the Holy Family there, coming out and but going through the streets of Dublin. Going through where the the real problems are in Ireland, you know that. Um, yeah, but hang on, the ad isn't the ad is supposed to be about a celebration. It's not supposed to be yeah. about the problems. We we hear uh, rightfully so enough about the problems from early morning to late at night on RT mm-hmm. and other uh, stations. But the fall to Ireland say we didn't we haven't taken the word Christmas out, even though they had because it's a winter festival. I read I read out their statement. Uh, yeah. Well, we asked them for a spokesperson. I don't know where they can. The advertising campaign costs. 600,000 euro and indeed it was referenced this morning by the Minister uh, for State at the OPW Patrick O'Donovan he's the one who's reinstated the live crib after the uh, Green Party Lord Mayor of Dublin uh, said no to it at at the Mansion House and he's now moved it to uh, the OPW there their their summer house in Stephen's Green opposite Shelbourne Shelbourne uh, hotel, but this is what the minister said this morning. He was speaking on News Talk, uh, and I know that you know there is a, an agenda in some spheres at the moment to almost dump everything that's traditional, uh, you know. And uh, I mean, I even see there the word Christmas itself is now being erased from an awful lot of advertising, hoarding, and everything. Winter in Dublin, as opposed to Christmas in Dublin. There you are now. There's your support. Yeah, there, like he said, every, everything is everything is being dumped. Yeah, and you know, and look. It's going back years, generations. You know, they had to go to uh, the rock in the field, even back then, to have mass. So we'd have our faith today, you know, our our ancestors. And now it's just like, it's just like, you know, just disappearing. Every year, there's something else happening and they're just trying to get rid of it out of the school. Okay, well, here's here's the answer. Fall to Ireland did research, believe it or not about Christmas and uh, they say Fall to Ireland research show we asked for a spokesperson they're unable to supply when Fall to Ireland research shows that events and experiences that allow reconnection with family and friends are key motivators for visitors looking to take a winter break in Ireland this year the, the advertising campaign is aimed at people in Ireland based on these findings the winter in Dublin campaign focuses on key themes each month that highlight the best that Dublin has to offer including live music and events in November family and festive occasions in December no mention of Christmas again and a focus on culture and traditions uh, in uh, January an important element of the winter in Dublin programme is empowering the Dublin tourism industry to drive business over the winter months by leveraging great language here great PR speak by leveraging this national campaign. Now they're saying quite clearly and quite honestly and fair play to them, this is about money. Yes, it's about yes. driving tourism and leveraging leveraging this national campaign, Philip. So it's about money. Get used to it. It is. People have lost their joy, you know. You know, they're worrying about getting their kids PlayStation 5. You know, um, I even like have my wife, she's battling cancer, uh, you know, and things like that. But we're just so happy to have a home overhead. And this is what I'm trying to get through to the people there in Ireland today. 
mm-hmm. if they can just get out on the streets and help the people. And I know Borda, like if they can come involved, so it'll make up for the, what the mistakes they have made with this. You know, make it really Christmas this year in Ireland because there's people suffering out there and they need us, Joe, you know. Okay, and, and there's... Thankfully, you'll hear a lot of ads during our hour breaks for for various organisations uh, looking yeah. for help. So we hope our listener can help them. Thanks indeed, Philip. That's Philip uh, Scanlon. Is is on there? Is on there at the moment? Anne wanted to contact us about uh, cashless. I didn't know the GAA. Anne Clancy. Anne, yes. What what's happened? The GAA has gone cashless. Oh my God! Did you not hear? No, I didn't. I'm bracing myself. They have. They think our age group have no right to go any place now and that's what the GA are trying to, well, have done, really. Well, now tell us what, what's happened. You go to a match now and if your card doesn't work, they will not take cash and you won't be admitted. Oh, they won't take cash? No. Let's say you haven't got a credit card, which a significant number of people don't. Can you hear me, Anne? Yes. What, what happens if you don't have a credit card? Tough luck, you just... If you haven't the ticket printed off or you haven't your car... If your card does not work, they will not take cash. Good luck to you. Your, their hand will be put out in front of you and you will not be admitted. Wow. And has this happened to you? Yes. Well, tell us, when did it happen? It happened on the 12th of November this year, going into a final between my club and Carrick Swan in Feathertown Park. Okay, talk us through it. You went up to the turnstile. Yes, it's a, sort of the gate and gave my card and it didn't work and no admittance and I said I'm going in anyway oh, and the person's hand was put out really strongly and I was not admitted. Only for my friend paid for me, I would not yeah. be allowed in. And there was no compromise, they didn't say... No, and the week before... A neighbour of mine went up with his card and his card didn't work either and he was coming back against me as I was going in and he had cash to pay and no way he wasn't allowed in. So I said, come on, and my card worked and both of us went in. But I was so sick. Oh, my stomach was just sick at the thought of this fella putting out his hand against me because... It wasn't my problem. My card worked the week before, so... And how much, is it, how much did you pay for the ticket? If you had to pay ten euro... So, they would, so, the, so the GAA wouldn't take ten euro in cash? No. Because no. I, don't, I don't know whether... In the London Times today, they're reporting on... Uh, you know the new Italian Prime Minister, Giorgio Maloney? Yes. She's one of the Mullinavat Malonis. Uh, Giorgio Maloney, um, she has said that Italy is to use more cash and fewer credit cards. Um, She's described credit cards as private money, Okay, She said uh, this is a... She will introduce a new rule in her first budget. She was elected in September. Uh, This is Georgia Maloney. Yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. She will introduce a rule allowing shopkeepers and businesses, wait for this, to refuse cards and demand cash. For payments up to sixty euro, okay. Oh my the rule God. the rule would raise the current limit, double the current limit, and includes uh, permission to sell and buy goods worth up to five thousand euro in cash. Brilliant. The only Ireland, this is what note. yeah this is what she says, Anne. Uh, the, Imagine, the, and the GA couldn't take ten euro cash. The, that's right. She said the only legal currency in Italy is the paper notes issued by the European Central Bank. Elect- oh, electronic money is not legal currency. It is a form of private money. She wants to revive cash because small businesses in Italy uh, are in trouble because of the commission. Even though if you give €10 Euro in cash to the GAA, Anne, the yes. GAA get the €10. Euro. Yes, if you use, your, if you use a, your credit card, they don't get the €10. Euro. They have to pay a commission to the credit card do. company. Yes. And Maloney said forcing Italians to almost exclusively use electronic payments was an illegitimate present to the banks and financial firms that sell these services. In other words, she's saying, why are the banks and the credit card companies promoting this? Because they're making money out of it. 
So, would you agree? Well, sure, the GA obviously must have some, but to me, the GA has has no respect for the elderly people. Yeah. None whatsoever. And it's supposed to be full of respect for everyone, the GA, it shows. But bringing in this idea was absolutely disrespectful to older people. And she is saying, Georgia Maloney is saying, uh, customers must have a choice. Yes, and rightly so. Now, would it, would it keep you away from matches? Oh, definitely, because I was so sick in the last day. Oh, my God, I was sick the way I was treated. And I've been going to matches yeah. a long, long time. Club matches now, just for my own club. And to be treated like that, it, I was so, I was furious. Because it was really, he was really abrupt and really put out his arm to stop me. Now, Parik Ryan, Parik five one double five one, Parik. Yeah, sure. Y- your point, please. Yeah, no, it's the very same. It's what I'm saying there. I mean, like, you know, the GA really take a look at this. Um, well, you know, you, the people uh, going to matches for years. You know. Have you? Um, have you? I don't want names or location, but did you? Oh, yeah. Did you encounter this, Parik? Oh no, I know a lot of people that have encountered that. Okay, that, that, um, if you don't have a know, credit card or Revolut on your phone or whatever. Or your credit card on your phone or Apple Pay, you can't get into the game. Yeah, but it's like I mean, for the sake of a tenor, like surely, <laughs> surely to God, like you know, you hand the tenor across there and they let you in, you know. I mean, it's disgraceful how some how some uh, elderly people are treated going into games anyway, like you know. And what do you think of the Italian rule that this new prime minister is bringing in? You have to you have to take cash if it's under sixty quid. You have to take cash. Oh well. 100% right like you know like, I don't, like I'm not saying rock up to another hurling of football final and hand in 90 or 100 euro you know like that wouldn't happen like you know yeah. and like there's another thing like how how can they charge that much for an all Ireland final you know like that's Ridiculous. Okay, well, that's, well, that's a yeah. different that's a different But the other like, the other thing that Maloney points out which I didn't realise <sighs> the Italian Prime Minister um, she says that Europe is well aware that Amex, American Express, MasterCard and Visa are all American companies. Europe doesn't have a credit card company and that's a problem. Because the, yeah. e- the ECB, the European Central Bank, is worried that the rise in plastic payments will put European economies in the hands of credit card companies. But we've, we've embraced the, the rush to plastic, haven't we, in this country? Yes. Well, we have if the... What, is the, what did they say the, the, when the, the ad, the Marty Morrissey, he voices the ad for the GAA, it's part of what we are, or it, or it is what we are, or we are. Well, plastic is not what we are, is it? We're not plastic patties. And what are you going to do? Where's your campaign going? Uh, apart from, I, apart the from Italy. The are coming up in all the clubs now, and I want everyone to put in a motion in their club to reject Okay. The system, the cashless system that's there, it's ridiculous. And I refused to go join the county board this year because I always joined it with cash. So I said, oh, the GA won't take cash, so I refused to join. Well done. You're, well, you're making your own protest. You're making your yes. own protest. Okay, let's 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 see their reaction. Okay, Anne Clancy, good to meet you, good August, Patrick Ryan. Uh, back after this break, where we have a, what is I can tell you a very very serious. Uh, an upsetting uh, story after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We need a few minutes just to set up the lines on that story. Uh, back back for a few minutes to um, what the Minister for State, Patrick O'Donovan, said this morning when he opened up the new, or he's announced the new uh, crib, the moving crib has moved from the mansion house uh, because... Uh, the current Lord Mayor um, wasn't happy with it and apparently there's something new going in. But the Minister for State, uh, Patrick O'Donovan, has got the OPW when he's in charge of them. He told the OPW, open up, let the uh, animals, let uh, Jesus, Mary, Joseph and the wee donkey uh, into Stephen's Green and the two lambs and a couple of sheep as well, I think. Uh, and that's happening. But he, he made this comment uh, in the course of an interview this morning. 
uh, and I know that you know there is a, an agenda in some s- spheres at the moment to almost dump everything that's traditional uh, you know and uh, I mean I even see there the word Christmas itself is now being erased from an awful lot of advertising hoarding and everything winter in Dublin as opposed to Christmas in Dublin There you are now Anne Toomey's Christmas in South East of France Anne what do you think of what the Minister said? Hi Joe uh, greetings from Cam yeah. Well, I, I, I heard him this morning. I just think he had the Fulcher Ireland ad as a superb ad. And we have to remember that not all citizens, residents, and particularly tourists, are Catholic. No. We have Jews, Anglicans, uh, Muslims. Yeah, but every, every, of, hang on, everyone knows the word Thousands Christmas. of atheists. I went to Mass in Dublin in August. There were 14 people there. I mean, uh, the yeah, church the has word, changed in Ireland. It's yeah, winter, not Christmas. But even, even Guinnesses, one of our biggest commercial... Companies. What do they call the the what they're doing in December and January in the Guinness storehouse? They don't call it winter at the storehouse. You know what they call it on Christmas. Yes, Christmas. but Joe, you have to understand that That's nowadays right. yeah. the word Christ is almost forbidden in most countries. Well, it's not Where forbidden. Well, it's not you don't forbidden mention now. the word Christ. In well, other words, Christ in Christmas. Well, it's not mentioned. It's not, it's not forbidden in, in Ireland. I can't hear you very well and I'm not allowed to go on speaker. Say that again. It's not forbidden in Ireland, Anne. I know that, but the tourists are not from Ireland. They're from they're from Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Paris. This is this is primarily aimed at Irish tourists. I don't think so. I think the Fulcher the Fulcher Ireland ad is aimed at everybody. Okay, Colm Lopez, Colm. I I think it's a very good ad for winter because. uh, Winter is a long period, and the business need tourists in January and and November just as well as they do it on the twenty fifth of December. And I think it's a good ad. So you don't agree with the minister saying he's upset that the word Christmas is being removed, and yeah, he specifically hang on, he specifically mentioned this campaign by Fault Ireland, which is paid for by the taxpayer, uh, and it's aimed, it seems to me, primarily at Irish people. Uh, not not people from uh, Anne says that don't don't even understand the word Christmas, which I thought most people uh, did. Um, and he said the word Christmas is being replaced by winter. We don't the do Irish most. Don't have to be reminded it's Christmas. They know it's Christmas, <laughs> and everybody gets a bargain in January, and that's when they go to the hotels and restaurants. Well, you won't be getting any bargains in any hotels in Ireland or restaurants in January, Anne. It's you obvious, want a bet? It's, obvious, it's obviously a while since you've been home. No, I was home in August. Okay, well, how did you avoid... Well, August is a, is a, a different country at this stage. A different <laughs> country. I was, very ple- I was very pleased to get a nice donation from the government into my into my SSE Eritricity account. Okay. And I wrote back and thanked the government. That's very good. And do you, do you get such a donation in uh, from the French government? I got the same. Oh, well done. Look at you. No, no not quite the same, a little less. Oh, look at you. And what about celebrating Christmas in France? Is the word Christmas gone in France? Well, it's celebrated on Christmas Eve. They do nothing on Christmas yeah, Day except recover from the hangover. Yeah, but they do, they do call it. You've just, you've just let the cat out of the bag no, there, they Anne. call it Noel. Yeah, but you've just called it Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You didn't well, call it, you didn't call it Winter's Eve Catholic, and Winter's here Day. they call it Noel, a Veda Noel. They don't say, and everybody says Xmas, X-M-A-S. Well, that's even worse, isn't it? It's worse. It's terrible. I mean, but we, now, we know. We, well, we know in France there is a legal separation between church and state. Yes, you can't, yes. yeah. But everybody but, calls it Noel. As you yeah, know. Yeah, but didn't... Okay, and the, the word Christmas... Doesn't exist. No, no, it's Noel. The word and Christmas is an English word. Don't forget, they don't speak a word of English here. Christ mouse, Christ mouse, and they don't like you. <laughs> and they don't, and they don't like you speaking a, a word of English. Well, do they? They well I, for the for one of the most sophisticated countries in the world, they're they're not they're not multilingual. They don't speak a word of English mostly. Now it is changing slightly in restaurants and hotels, okay. but I mean, I speak three or four languages, and they don't they speak one, their own, okay. and look down their nose at anyone who doesn't speak it. So, Anne, do I say to you, Happy Christmas or Happy Winter? Well, I mean, you know, it depends on the size of the cheque. Colm, do I say to you, happy Christmas or happy winter? I, I, I respect everybody's opinion about whether they call it Christmas or whatever they want to call it. But I always remember that there's a celebration of Jesus, who was a Palestinian, and 
there was over 600 Palestinians killed in the name of religion this year by the Israeli government. So that's why religion should stay out of everything. All right. As, as Sean O'Casey said, religion is too important to be bringing into everything. Michael Gilfile, Michael. Good day to you, Joe. In Ennis County, Clare. Go ahead, Michael. Joe, I, I, I'm listening to the discussions there from people who probably have travelled a lot more than I have, and all of a sudden they want to bring everyone else's traditions into our country, but damned if we can hold on to ours. And I think Christmas is important to people who may not have a whole lot, who gives them an opportunity will say t- to, to celebrate with their families and to call it something and Christmas should stay. And like that there, the minister this morning was right in what he'd done. If you have the Green Party, they're trying to change everything, trying to change Ireland. And Ireland, like you have about eight well, TDs... They're trying to change Ireland for the better, they say. No, not really. You, you have about eight TDs, I think, uh, Green TDs, and the majority of them in Dublin, and they think they're speaking for every part of Ireland. They're so what? Do you, sure. Yeah, but just go, go back to the, the other thing. The, the, yeah. What do you think of what the minister said? That the word Christmas is tradition. What did he say? Dump everything traditional. I said. I, he said. I even yeah. noticed. He didn't mention it was his own one of his the organisations funded by the government. Fall to Ireland have replaced the word uh, Christmas with winter. No, no, no. It's it's Christmas time. People, and I always amaze me, Joe, when the people are off for that period of time, uh, whether they believe it or don't believe it, they'll take the time off to celebrate. And the only reason we're off is because it is Christmas. And it's been traditionally uh, given to us, given time off for us to be with and our in families. But well, in some countries, Christmas Day is not a is not a holiday. It's not no, a but, day but, off. But let that be it, Joe. But in mm. Ireland, this is Ireland, and this is what we want. Not what what other people think that we should have and follow suit because other countries are coming in or, or other nationalities. And I was saying to you, researcher there, I often see there. I watch Premier Soccer, and when they're going onto the pitch, Joe, they're blessing themselves. Oh, I know. These that, are these yeah. are these are people from other countries, they respect whatever that sign of the cross when they're gone on. And don't get me wrong, Joe, I'm not an over-religious person, but I am a very much traditionalist. And are you I, struck, I, as I am, are you struck by the number of players who, when going on to the football yeah. pitch, make usually the sign of the cross? Yes. Uh, sometimes they outstretch their hands. Their to, fingers, their fingers are up into the to, sky. Into you heaven, know? when they score. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they recognise some form of religion. And then you have people who come on and they say, oh, they do it different in this country. They don't recognise it. And let them be, Joe. I have no problem with that. Let them be. But this is Ireland. Let's hold on to what we have. Hold on to our traditions. But may I say, we're only talking about the Fault Your Ireland advertisement. We're no, not no, talking... For, yeah, and Fault Your Ireland doesn't not... represent <laughs> the views of the people of this country. As Joe says earlier on, it was 600,000 to mark us something that the people of Ireland who are well, would, would, would Michael, would it make you come to Dublin? No, I wouldn't go to Dublin, Joe, because for the simple reason since the lockdown, it's gone so expensive up yeah. there. My wife and myself we used to go there for three days. The hotels you'd nearly buy a house down here for the cost of the hotels in Dublin, to be honest with you. And you're lucky to get a breakfast in the morning. You've got to pay for that. You've That's got to pay true. for parking That's overnight. Oh, parking, and yeah. free yeah. lunch. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I'd probably have to queue to get a free lunch session. You, know. uh, you won't be getting a free lunch in Dublin. Okay, Michael, good to meet you, Margaret and Tommy. Happy, happy, happy Bon Noel, Bon Noel. Uh, Liam Spooner, Liam, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Back to the GAA. Did you notice that the GAA have stopped taking cash? Yes, I have noticed that, yes. Yeah. And what do you think? You're, you're a five former county player, five county medals, Tipperary... Um, I think it's a bit. It's, it's unfair on, on people who don't have credit cards, uh, particularly mostly the older people. Yeah, I would be in, into that category. And um, well, I a think lot. It can be in fairness, a lot of poorer people don't have credit cards. That's true. That's that's true. Yeah. yeah. But from my observations of going to the matches, um, I think some of the, the people they're embarrassed about it in, in ways because sometimes they have to get someone to buy the tickets for them online because they don't have the facility to do it. And can you change them? Can you change? You, uh, Anne said she's going to boycott her county board and she's going to. She's not going to sign up again. Look, look, we love the game. We're not going to boycott it. 
But uh, yeah. I think th- 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 I think they should look at it. Another observation, actually, is they're going in now and checking the tickets uh, on the phone. You know, to, uh, the the, the yeah. guys at, at the gates, and so it's taken them a while to do it because sometimes they're not able to bring up on there's the phone. A glitch, yeah. There's a glitch. To, there's a glitch. Yeah. There's a, there's a delay. So they can't use the excuse to say it's delaying giving money at the turnstiles. I mean, if it's a 10 or a 20, you'd have that ready in your cash and you'd give it in and they're moving in a lot quicker. I think that's my observation as well. Um, I'm, t- I'm trying to find out. Maybe someone can help me. What is the percentage? We we presume that everyone, a lot of ads presume everyone has a credit card. A lot of ads presume everyone has a car. A lot of ads presume everyone goes on a winter holiday or whatever. But I just wonder, what is the percentage of the population? A lot of ads presume we all have a smartphone. Um, a lot of ads presume we all, everyone brings their kids to school in a car. Um, but what is the, what is the actual figure on credit cards? And is there, there is, as I said, the new PM in Italy, uh, Giorgio Maloney, uh, right wing, and she glories in that uh, moniker. And and um, she said her new budget will ensure that people, businesses have to accept cash up to 60 quid, have to, um, mm. whether whether they like it or not. Theresa Cox, Theresa. Cox, Joel Cox, C-O-S-S. Right. Cost, okay. <clears throat> well, my opinion on all of this, Joe, it's a disgrace. Because when you go in after giving in your tickets, right? Okay, yeah. You can pay you can pay for the program. Yeah. So if oh, I you, have a Oh you, you you pay yes, cash for the program. You pay cash for the program. Yeah. Now. So I just don't understand it at all. And I also don't, I think it's very unfair to anyone, say of a Sunday, and they want to go to a football match, or they can't go because they haven't got their tickets online. I think it's about time now GA start looking up to and thinking of not only the elderly people, for everyone. So that's about the size of it, Joe. And uh, Theresa, do you have a credit card? Do you mind me asking? No, I have a credit card. Yeah, do you have a smartphone? I have a, I have a phone here now uh, talking to you, Joe. Okay. Whether it's smart or whether what it is, I don't know, Joe. Well, yeah, well you're but, smart, Anne. That's enough well, for me. That's enough for me. Well, you know, I, but I think it's about time that they just got to understand that people change. We haven't, they're not giving us change. Yeah, that's a good point. No, they're not. No, but do you, think the, not. do you think the GAA will change? Well, they may, they may come up with some sort of a thing because with football matches and everything like that, people have a choice now. And if that's, they're going to have to have ticket for that, they mightn't do as well. If the, the cash is king. Okay, stay, stay, yeah. stay listening, Theresa, for a sec to Stephen. Certainly. Stephen, go ahead, your point, please. Yes, good afternoon, Joe. Um, no, I, I take on board completely um, what your listeners have, have mentioned. Um, but I would add, it was a point that you actually made earlier about the €10 Euro that the Gaelic Club may accept. Yeah, the ca- in, ca- in, cash, in cash. In cash, yeah, yeah, of course, you're quite right. There will be a potential commission fee oh, well, there, or a yeah. charge for processing the card transaction. Yeah. But there also is for lodging the cash in taking €10. Euro. There will be fees, and in latter, in, in recent times, mm-hmm. those fees have increased quite dramatically, where they may be 0.4 or 0.5% okay. for processing the lodgement of cash. So it has become expensive for many businesses to accept cash, and in my experience, more expensive than in taking card payments. Okay. So you now, say... Of course, I do agree with you. You say to lodge, to lodge money in a bank... To lodge money in a bank, it costs money. You don't get yeah, you're uh, you, you don't even get a pro- mini. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, excuse me, Joe. Go ahead. No, I'm saying you don't even get a small amount on deposit. No, you. But generally speaking, um, I think you're talking about zero point four, zero point five percent, or forty four cent for a hundred euro, something like that, for lodging that cash in the bank. So you are charged most definitely for lodging the cash in the bank, which is why a lot of businesses will try and put in, like particularly retailers will put in internal ATM machines because they can put mm-hmm. their cash in that and get rid of their cash without being faced with a transaction fee that they would have through the bank. 
I'm so just for gonna... these businesses, it has become more cost effective to accept card payments, most definitely. But according to the central bank, and Theresa, given that it's ten euro, that was the issue, uh, the initial yeah. rejection, ten euro in cash. Um, the central bank said the average value of a credit card transaction in Ireland is forty five euro thirty six cent. So that's a long, that's a long way away from ten euro. Which oh, so you mean the average transaction size? Yeah. Where, where, where oh, no, it, of course. Of course. Right. When well, you use the example of the 10 euro, it could be any amount. Yeah, well, that was the cost into the, the game. That was 10 euro. The 10 euro note was refused by the GAA at the gate. They said, you need, yeah. you, you need a credit card. Now, I do accept that point. I don't think there should ever be mandatory one or the other. I mean, you mentioned in Italy that it, there was a possibility of refusing card. Yeah. Uh, I think for the customer's convenience, you should be able to pay in whatever is convenient for you. But um, I know that there is a huge security question around accepting cash, both from the customer and the business point of view as well. But the other, so what about what the ECB say, and indeed what Maloney said, uh, that is that um, we're too dependent on, we're, economies are becoming too dependent on plastic, and then Maloney added, um, economies are becoming too dependent on plastic, with, and all the companies that run the credit cards, Amex, Visa, Master, are all American companies. We're too dependent. We could be, Joe. I'd be speaking above my own knowledge level, if I'm honest with you. I just okay, make the point that uh, don't, don't with worry. cash, there is a transactional fee as well. That's all. Don't worry, Stephen. I do it on a daily basis. You speak. It's a great <laughs> phrase. Speak above your knowledge level. Uh, okay, good to meet him, Margot. Stephen, good to meet him, Margot. Uh, to Theresa. Back to, to Dara Began and winter replacing the word Dublin. Dara. Hi there, Joe. How are you doing? Yeah. Just a brief, two brief comments, really, as I hear people talking. The first thing is, I think one does get tired of people suggesting that the reason why we take down cribs or we do this or that is because we'll offend other people. I've never met anybody who visited Ireland who was offended by anything. This is us. Yeah. This is this is Irish people being offended on behalf of other people who've never expressed an opinion whatsoever. And I have Jewish friends and particularly Muslim friends. And Jesus. All, book, and, and, all three and, book religions, all very happy. Yeah, and Jesus was is, Jewish. Exactly. And my point is slightly different, though, or my main point is, the idea of festivals in a tourist scenario, really, is to extend the tourist season so that mm. you can have tourists before and after what might be, you know, the summer, you have autumn mm. festivals or you have spring festivals. And so a winter festival is, I think, an absolutely great idea. Christmas is Christmas. We should celebrate Christmas if we want to. I do. I love Christmas. I don't love being wished Happy Christmas in the middle of November. And mm. I don't like the fact that on the third day of Christmas, people are moving on and talking about January sales. Christmas is 10 days, goes to the 6th of, goes to Little Christmas, yeah. Nolignam on. So why don't we celebrate Christmas at Christmas time and have a winter festival that can start in November and go till go till the end of, 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 of February and keep well, us all bright and happy with lovely lights well, turn well, off the ones that say Happy Christmas just leave them on well, around the, the actual Christmas period what, and what, leave the lovely other lights to cheer us up all through winter yeah but what did um, what did winter in November what, what, what events were you aware of in November winter in November Oh, I've had, winter I've had friends, in, sorry, who, winter I've had friends who've, already, who've already done their 12 pubs of Christmas a week ago. Yeah, but that's, the 12, that's called the 12 <laughs> pubs of Christmas, not the 12 pubs of, of uh, winter. But that's what I'm saying. So I think we've, we've we, in, in our attempt to extend Christmas, we've made the word Christmas meaningless. Yeah. I think we should call it winter from November through to February and make Christmas a meaningful two weeks in the middle. For, uh, I think that's a lovely idea. So what to, a, what to go back to this thing of it, Dara, I'm not getting it here. Are you, do you agree with the Minister that there seems to be everything traditional and even the word Christmas is being dumped, being dumped? That was the word, the phrase he used. And he quoted this winter festival, uh, where's the word Christmas in it? And it seems that I don't. I was unaware, apart from things that are on November anyway, like shows. They seem to embrace this as well, part I think of both, the I, winter I think festival. Things, I think they were yeah. going to be on winter, summer, spring, or autumn anyway. Well, first of all, I think both things. I think the word Christmas has been stretched past breaking point, and okay. a festival where you want tourists to come from November through to February should be called a winter festival. And I think that's a lovely idea. Secondly, I do think there's an agenda of people who want to be offended on behalf of people who have never been offended nor ever expressed offence to take 
the religious connotations out of festivals. And I disagree with that also. So I do agree in this case with the minister, although I don't believe that's why the live crib wasn't to be brought in. Apparently it was more a concern over the animals. Well, you see, that, that is the bizarre thing. When the Lord Mayor mentioned this, she didn't mention concern about the animals. She didn't. That came in later. And the fact that DSPCA look after the animals and vet the animals, pardon the pun, every year. So now it's about, now it morphed into annual, uh, into animals. But it was about the, the word that was used in that famous interview. It's the only interview that Lord Mayor's done about it. Um, even though we were told by the Green Party she's the most communicative Lord Mayor ever. Um, the, the only, the, the interview she gave, she talked about inclusivity. Okay, well, talk I, about to be honest, it. that I didn't hear about. I yeah. wouldn't agree with the animal welfare because I think they're well looked after, but yeah, I certainly would not agree with dropping traditions for inclusivity to include people who've never expressed any uh, out, out, uh, any uh, signs of not being included. And I, I've never yet, and I've had so many, many, many tourists come, so mm-hmm. many friends from different places because of the nature of my work and my travel. And you go to somewhere, you love to see their traditions. I never, ever heard of somebody who said they would feel excluded. I've had Muslim friends who came to Catholic schools with me. Yeah, of course. And who I, felt included. When I say even Guinness, even the Guinness Storehouse call it Christmas at the Guinness Storehouse. And that begins in November and goes on to late January. And they, they don't call it winter at the Guinness Storehouse. They're not afraid of the word Christmas. Well, I think, yeah, my, my, my point on that is slightly different. I think one endangers the word Christmas becoming synonymous with winter. I, I wish we had a proper Christmas celebration from I wish we had a proper sometime winter. shortly before Christmas through till, the, through till little Christmas, Nolignamon, and call that Christmas. Yeah. And if we want to then have lovely lit up cheery streets before that and after that, which I love, then I think we should call that our winter festival. And I think that yeah, way one, yeah, you people. keep Christmas meaningful okay. and yet have a big extended inclusive festival that lasts the whole of the winter. But do we really have a do we really have a big winter here? We once every ten years <coughs> we see snow. Betty Mitchell, Betty, Christmas uh, is Christmas. Soon, Joe. Your point, please, Betty. Do you agree? Well, do you agree with the minister? Christmas should be Christmas, I, well, I agree not winter. With the last gentleman who just spoke, he couldn't have said it more clearly. But firstly, Joe, I want to say one thing: Christmas, Christ. That's the meaning of Christmas. And in the scripture, in the Bible, it says, mm-hmm. anyone who denies me, I will deny them before my Father in heaven. So the, the Catholics or the Christians in Dublin who want to get rid of Christmas, mm-hmm. let them think about that. I live amongst Muslim people, Joe. Bottom of my, my garden, a lovely Muslim family who I've known for over 35 years. Mm-hmm. We greet each other Christmas. We send each other little gifts and a card at Christmas time, and when it's their Eid, we celebrate. I wish them a, a happy holiday. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a crib in my window every Christmas, Jim, uh, Joe, and the Christmas tree behind it. The little children, doesn't matter where they come from or who they are, they all come up and have a look in the window at the baby Jesus. Okay, so what, do, you, do you agree with the minister that the, the word Christmas should not be replaced by the word winter? Should be replaced. Why should it be replaced? Because it, well, he said there's a move to dump our traditions. I looked that the president tried that a few years ago when the Monsignor at Arbor Hill, uh, Monsignor Owen, protested about the crib being taken away. No, he didn't. No, it wasn't. A, crazy. It wasn't. In fairness, my memory of that is that Monsignor Owen Tyne, who was chaplain to to the Uthran uh, Heron, he yes. he he remarked on the words. And in the, in the in the presidential address at Christmas, and we'll have one this year. And that in that particular year, uh, the president did not mention uh, Christ. But anyway, that's we're allowed to have that debate. Yeah. That's a, but listen, Joe, why should we have to give up our tradition if you go to a Muslim? Because country, we, because, because the word we, carry on their because people should be very careful now using the word we. Because we means everybody, and everybody is not. Uh, we live in an inclusive society, not an exclusive society. Well, and there is no generic we anymore. But uh, that's ridiculous, Joe. There isn't. There's no we. We have we different. Some, uh, the Muslim tradition have their tradition, the Jewish tradition, the, uh, mm. the Buddhist tradition, and none of them, none of them speak out against Christ. None of them. 
they all accept our yeah, Lord course, as a of course, prophet. As a prophet. They may yeah. not accept him as the Son of God. As a Messiah, but, but it, where, okay. And okay. we must forget where Jesus came from either. Okay, well, listen to Paddy O'Brien, Betty. Paddy in Cork. Paddy, your point, please. Paddy, come in. Hello, Joe. How are you? Your point, please, Paddy. Joe, I will make the point very strongly, and it's something I have been saying for many, many years. I think it's so disrespectful today to go into a shop and buy a Christmas cards and to see X, Xmas. Yeah. I think that's absolutely so disgraceful. And I think that a lot of business people who are uh, advertising uh, mm. do not include the word CHRAST. When they do that, they're deleting the most important part of Christmas. Um, I remember many, many years ago when I was younger, um, you'd always say Happy and Holy Christmas, and then certain people complain, and we had to go by what they wanted, and it's just Happy Christmas now, cut out the holiness. But I think with Christmas, mm. CHR to, to, to delete that, you're deleting what, what Christmas is all, all about. But is, is the X. A replacement. Uh-huh. Is the X actually, I'm trying to look at the um, the origin of the word Xmas. Everyone presumes it's, it was just to shorten the word Christmas and the word Christ was just replaced by the generic X. Yep. But, yep. Appar- but apparently it is. it comes from the Greek letter Chai, C-H-I, which is the first letter of the Greek word Christos, which means obviously Christ. Well... Yeah, well, um, that's that, that, obviously that's a fact. But and that was the first time I heard about that. But uh, all of my life, like, growing up, and then I must, I must that people who mm. know me in Cork would know that I've spoken out over this on several occasions, radio stations, local papers. Excellent. About why okay. are we deleting? Well, I just, I just, I just give you another reference which might help you. What actually does back you up, Paddy? Do you read? Do you read Vogue magazine? You do. You're a regular. You get it every month, do you? Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, okay. I didn't. <laughs> Neither do I. But apparently, according to Millicent Fenwick, Millicent Fenwick, in the 1948 Vogue's book of etiquette, she sta- she states that Xmas should never, ever be used in greeting cards. The New York yeah. Times, the Guardian, the London Times, and the BBC, the BBC. They do not allow the word Xmas being you be used. Yeah. So you are right. And I, I agree one hundred percent of that. And that's something practically all my life. All my life. Okay. Okay. I, I remember once going to a hospital and there was a big sign up and chalk, Happy Xmas. Ah. And I asked one of the nurses who was responsible for this and she told me a certain nun and I went to the sister and um, she was annoyed but she changed it. And I think that just, oh, I'm just an ordinary person, an ordinary mm-hmm. person. And there are hundreds of thousands of people feel like me, and you get a card. But if I got a card from a person with Happy Xmas, now, I wouldn't return it, but when I would meet them again, I would just say to them that, you know, it's best to say Christ. You're but you know, but you, know well, well, you, you go back to the penal times here in Ireland, right. and, and you, you, the priests had to celebrate Mass up mountains and at Mass rocks because the yeah. religion was effectively banned. I just, yeah. I just wonder, did the, the word X come in then to replace the word Christ, where almost as a, a sacred well, or a secret symbol? Yeah. Well, all I, all I can say, my contribution there, Joe, would be that um, it was always, when I was growing up, it was always C-H-R-A-S-T-M-I-S. Yeah, it I was know. always Christmas. But I think well, for the last 25 or 30 years that we have Xmas coming in, and it, it really annoys me and upsets when I see hotels offering special Xmas sales. offers, uh, the sales and the paper. And I think that advertising people and every paper throughout the country should refuse to print Xmas. Okay. Because, Let me, I mean, you're, you're taking away, okay, say pa- taking Paddy, away the meaning. Paddy, we're go, go, stay with us from Cork. Betty is in Birmingham and Peter lived in Turkey. Peter, good afternoon. Hey, Joe. Is there Christmas in Turkey, so to speak, rather than well, tur- Turkey and Christmas? No, there's a dozen. No, I was down in a place called Mamutler near Lalania and Anatalia, and all the shops down there would have Christmas trees, and all the pubs would have Christmas trees, and they'd all do Christmas dinner. And would the word Christmas be there? Yes. They used, a lot of them had used the word Christmas, and a lot of them had used Xmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, like from the windows. Well, Paddy, you're not going your holidays to Turkey, are you soon? If they use the word Xmas. No, 
no, not 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 this year. And then I know you've 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 pointed out a few instances there how long it's there, the reality of it. But I I still would think because it's been a long time, I would still feel um, that it's. I use the word disrespectful towards, uh, okay. towards, towards Christmas. And every at the moment, that regrettably, everything is anti-church, anti-church, anti-church. And this is a, a thing that um, we, just ordinary people, must fight for to bring back the true meaning of Christmas, that the word Christ but do you agree with the, which, is, which is the thing of what we're talking about. Do you agree what the minister said, um, that the... the Christmas traditions are being dumped and he quoted the Falja Ireland uh, campaign which has left out the word Christmas and put in the word winter. Yeah, I, I agree, agree, with, I agree okay. with that. I okay. agree with that. Minister. And Peter, Peter is, is, yeah. is Christmas big in Turkey? Yeah, it is. Because yeah, there's so many people from Ireland oh, and Germany all living there. And like, that's, that's a, the, the thing about Turkey is it's a secular state. The, course, church, the, well, the Muslim yeah. religion has nothing to do with the running of the state, and they're open to other. They're open to other. I like to mean the name Jesus is Jesu down there. Jesu, it's, yeah. It's, 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 and it's, it's all over yeah. the Middle East. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's a common name. Okay, yeah, like, okay. Leave yeah, it at that for the time being. Paddy O'Brien, okay. Peter, Betty Mitchell, good of good and happy Christmas. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815 Jim, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. To say the least, you've been through a horrific uh, few weeks. Uh, it's not been a, an easy, uh, what, you know, in my mind, it feels like a year, but it's only been two and a half yeah, weeks. Yeah. Your baby, Jamie. Yes. Um, unfortunately, my wife's uh, waters broke very early into her, her pregnancy at uh, 16 weeks. Okay. Um, and we went into into the Rotunda Hospital um, and, you know, there was just nothing obviously they could do to, to, to save him at that stage. He was got along just too too early. Um and we we buried him uh last Monday, this was yesterday week, uh, in Glasnevin Angel Plot. Okay. And then your wife uh, was obviously released from hospital and was home. She was. Um so then on Thursday Thursday evening at four o'clock um, she started to uh, to bleed. Yeah. Uh, so as initially she had thought that uh, it might have been some clotting or, or something, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of left over from the yeah. from the pregnancy. Um, but she, she rang a VHI um, uh, midwife, uh, and you know, over maybe kind of talking to to her for you know twelve or so minutes, um, she just got a, a flush of blood. Um, yeah. At which point she she asked me to to come downstairs. She handed the phone to the. Uh, handed me the phone uh, to the VHI midwife who told me oh. to uh, ring 999 that uh, yeah. she was likely bleeding very heavily uh, and not to move her not to uh, not to put her in a car and, and, and bring her into okay. uh, into the hospital myself so um, I, I, I did that um, I rang 999 mm. um, uh, I went through I suppose all the, the, the questions in terms of is she conscious yeah. is, she, is she breathing which obviously at that point she was Um and uh, I was told that an ambulance would be would be on its way. Yeah. Um, we waited, I suppose, about twenty two minutes. Yeah. Um, I had heard sirens actually um, en route, or, or what I thought was en route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I told my wife that you know, look, help is on the way. Um, you know, I, I hear the sirens. Um, mm. You know, they, they steadily just went into the distance. Um, <clears throat> I. Thought maybe I didn't give them the air code. Um, you know, I, I decided mm. to ring them back. Um, got through to the the operator, uh, and I said, "Listen, I'm just looking for an ETA. Uh, I think there was an ambulance there. It just yeah. might have missed us." And he said, uh, "No, uh, there's 21 cases uh, ahead of you at the moment." Yeah. Um, and I just said, "You know, 21." Uh, he said, "Yes." Uh, I said, "You know, my my wife her, at this stage, her her lips had gone white. Uh, she was starting to shiver." Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of blood. Um, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, soaked towels at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just said, you know, 21 cases. He said, look, I'm sorry. I said, uh, okay, uh, so you haven't sent an ambulance yet. Uh, and then I suppose at that time, I just kind of realized that there was there was no help coming. Um, and that's, you know, I, I just... Uh, 
right, okay. Um, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not coming. I'll, I'll bring you myself. Um, I, I hope the phone uh, ran down, opened the car door, the front door, um, ran upstairs, uh, scooped her up, uh, ran downstairs with her uh, into the car, and uh, we, we sped down the M1 uh, to get to the to the return to the hospital as, as quickly as possible in rush hour traffic. Oh, my um, I got there maybe. 30 minutes um, after the second phone call. So mm-hmm. at this stage, she'd been bleeding for, for well over an hour, uh, maybe an hour and 10 minutes or so. Um, got her into the, carried her into the emergency room. Um, uh, there was a, a lovely woman, obviously quite startled, I suppose, when she, she turned around and kind of seen us standing there. Um, uh, or, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so it's the scene, but um, she, she really kind of opened the, the wheelchair for us and, and I, I dropped my wife into it. Um, I ran out to uh, close the car door um, and obviously the nurse had just come at that stage. Um, by the time I come back, and, and uh, again, I, I just want to, uh, don't scare your listeners or anything, mm. but, you know, there was a lot of, like there was pools of blood really from the nurse's station right the way down the corridor and uh, mm. to where, where they'd taken her. Um, so I had to step over mm. uh, her blood um, to, to where she was. Um, a nurse ran interference on me obviously at that point just to ask me a couple of questions the general alarm went off, there was, there was doctors coming out from the walls, really, you know, just okay. a dozen of them or so. Um, you know, I answered the questions, uh, I was asked to step outside, um, and for 20 minutes, you know, I, I, I had to grapple with the fact that I thought my, my wife was, was dying, you know, that, that maybe it was too late. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, if, if, I, if I had to just put her in the car mm. to begin with, if I had of, you know, uh, you know, if there, there wasn't a traffic jam and on such and such a street, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, like you know, every minute kind of counted. But um, I, I rang, rang my wife's mother um, at that point, and uh, now this is a bit of an aside. There was, there was a gentleman who was obviously his wife or, or, or partner was was uh, in the emergency room as well, and would have witnessed all of this. That lovely he tapped me, you know, as I was right outside, and he said, "Look, do you want to tea or coffee or anything?" I was mm. just like, no, obviously contemplating my life at that stage. But um, I rang my, my wife's mother uh, just in the belief that, you know, yeah. that this could be really, really bad um, and that she should be here, um, the, the, the parents. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I suppose uh, like after about 20 minutes, uh, the, the, the doctors brought me in to say that uh, she was going to be okay, um, that she right. was going to be rushed to theatre. She'd lost a lot of blood. Nice. Uh, and uh, I just obviously, you know, crumpled at that point. Um, uh, it, it was just a, an incredibly uh, traumatic period. Um, I'm happy to say she's obviously um, uh, in good health now. Uh, thanks very much to uh, to the, the staff at the Rotunda They just took amazing care to her. Uh, but it was just an, an incredibly, incredibly uh, frightening experience. Yeah. And just to come back to the, you, you rang, you dialed 999, um, yeah. and you weren't told, in the initial triage, so to speak, over the phone, which I know they have to do, mm. um, you, you were told, there, were you given an indication that it was a priority? Uh, well, no, and, and I, I had told them on the initial call, um, and, and look, this isn't me kind of pointing mm-hmm. at the, the, the operators or anything like that. They do amazing work. Yeah, and, absolutely. You yeah. know, I, 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 I just, I, I wouldn't think it fair. Uh, but yeah. uh, they, they, they asked kind of what the situation was. I said, look, my, my wife had a child, a birth, a birth last week, um, and that um, uh, she was bleeding quite heavily. Uh, I said, and obviously, you know, at this stage, I didn't know what it was. Uh, I think my wife uh, had, you know, started to come to terms with that this was a pretty bad situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and she, she very much, you know, faced that reality and, and she was brilliant. She kept herself amazingly calm throughout all of that. Um, but we were given no ETA at that stage. We were, we weren't mm. told in terms of priority, um, you know, there was no indication, and obviously, when I when I rang back the, the yeah. second time, this is after uh, 20, I, 22 minutes. Twenty two minutes, again, yes. because like so, most so. people, you'd heard sirens, you yes. uh, thought as I, which is totally natural, they were coming towards you, and then you said, "Hang on, did I give the wrong address, or did I need more e- details or an air code or whatever?" Yeah. So that's after twenty two minutes, you rang back, and that's when you were told you're you're adamant about this that you there was twenty one twenty one cases ahead I, I of you. I repeated this. Obviously, my wife repeated this herself uh, while she was on the on the on the floor. Um, Twenty-one cases. So then the conversation just got. Did you say 
did you converse with them about will I will I put her in the car and try I, and get to the rotunda? I, okay. I, I did not. At that stage, you know, where I went to, like, there's a disassociation when something like that is happening yeah, to you. You, you know, you, you just can't. You know, you, you don't want to believe that that this this is happening. You know, that that your wife is hemorrhaging, and you know, uh, you're hoping beyond hope that 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 yeah. will get there as, as soon as possible. Um, and when I was told 21 cases, I repeated it. I was, you know, and, and again, I, I have full sympathy for the operator here. Yeah. Uh, he, he told me he was sorry. Um, at that stage, I realised there was mm-hmm. no help coming. Uh, it certainly wasn't going to get to us, I believed, in time, uh, given the, the rate of bleeding at that stage. Um, and uh, I, 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 you know, look, I, I'll never forget this. I ran down to the um, uh, to the, 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 the door, obviously, and opened everything. Uh, and I remember standing at the bottom of the stairs, and yeah. there was a story my dad told me years ago before he passed about um, finding his mother uh, in, in a flat uh, upstairs, quite sick. Um, and he said he... he didn't know where he got the strength from, he picked her up yeah. and he ran to the nearest hospital with her. And that story popped into my head at the end of the stairs and I, I just decided at that point, you know, like, it, 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 it's me or nothing, do you know? Okay, stay, stay with us, Jim. I'll continue the conversation after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Now, we've been contacted by Jim last uh, Thursday evening, uh, around quarter past four, in North Dublin, as he says, and my wife nearly died because I couldn't get her an ambulance to her home when she was having severe postpartum uh, hemorrhage. Just to come back to the 21 cases, you, you're saying to me, Jim, if I'm correct, you actually said to him, 21? You, 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 Tw- you, 21. As, I, I, as a like question. Zero doubt. Zero yeah. doubt. That's what was said to me. Okay. And did you decide to take the option which the VHI uh, with the midwife had told not to be the midwife had told you earlier don't put her in a car correct you d- you decided that was the only option open to you at that stage yes yeah um, and in the journey in as you were saying your wife you were using towels at this stage um, yeah and your wife lips were white how, how was she I presume she was in the back uh, of the car was she uh, so I had her just beside me. I put the car chair down. Okay. Um, we had, uh, you know, like I, I, I didn't bring anything with us. I literally just picked her up and, and put her yeah. in the car. Um, she was barely conscious. Uh, I kept nudging her uh, every so often, um, you know, to, to make sure that she was she was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, look, you know, at risk of breaking her heart, you know, uh, every time I nudged her, all she'd say back to me was, "I love you," because. You know, she knew how how terrible the situation was, and she, she, you know, that's what she wanted. To, and you're to driving now. Out. You're now driving from North Dublin at yeah. half four or whatever on on a Thursday afternoon. The lunatic traffic, and how did you manage? Yeah. How did you? Uh, look, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure if I had a solicitor, they, they wouldn't be telling me to 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 say too much. But yeah. uh, you know, we we drove down the port tunnel. Um, uh, I, I, you know, there the, the, the was uh, fairly clear kind of going down the M1. Okay. Uh, really, we hit traffic around Amian Street. Um, yeah. We were held up maybe, you know, a couple of minutes there and then at Summer Hill, um, you know, as I was trying to, to get down, uh, so I was along the top of Parnell Street Parnell and, and Square, down across yeah. the, to the front of the rotunda. Um, you know, like, there were, like what, I, I didn't have much of a choice. Um, yeah. At one stage, I, I put my hand around just to, to see what kind of condition had the bleeding kind of maybe slowed down. And you know, look, I, I was looking at a, I was looking at a, a, a red hand. Do you know, uh, yeah. the, the the car seat was covered in blood after yeah. I took her out. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to frighten your listeners, but this was the reality uh, of of what that situation was. Um, and look, I, I just want to say that. You know, nobody should be in that mm. situation. Um, and again, it's not me apportioning blame or anything like that. But you, you do not want to have to yeah. put yourself in that position and and take whatever risks or, or anything else that that yeah. you might need to take to save a loved one's life. That's not part of what I would see as the social contract. You know, um, yeah. that when you you know, pick up the phone and ask for emergency help uh, that, 
you're told, look, we're sorry, you know, that there's a lot of people in front of you yeah. and we can't come to, to help you. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of the staff that, 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 you know, cared for my wife uh, were, were equally shocked yeah. um, as the, the, you know, she'd been bleeding for a long time and it was, it was a, a very severe case. Yeah. Uh, she had to receive multiple blood transfusions. Um, you know, we're talking, you know, like, I suppose as she, she arrived, she started going into shock, uh, fell out of consciousness, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and after shock, this cardiac arrest, uh, you know, and did a respond uh, at any at, at any time say to you you were right to get it? Yes, to, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, after after obviously I was told that I was okay and so it's exploded with, with relief. Um, several uh, actually uh, of the of the staff came up to say that I'd done the right thing and well done. Wow. And it did make a difference. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, it's it, it, it was razor thin. You know, it was absolutely razor thin. Um, what, what she was suffering from is, you know, uh, the, the, the the highest um, cause of death in the developing world for, for maternity. Um, obviously, in Ireland, we, to be fair, we have a very, very low rate of yeah, maternal yeah, death. Yeah. Uh, but it is it is a it is a contributing factor. Um, you know, you do lose a lot of blood incredibly quickly. Yeah, um, yeah. And time is literally the currency. Okay. Every minute counted. Every single minute counted. Well, there has to be, there has to be... Um some some movement. We're we're getting too many calls now about ambulances and uh, emergency ambulances in Dublin. Well, I, I, I know this, sure. the city I, is I, I mad. Just add, there's not enough. You, you know, know there the, the, there was a report. You know, I believe back in August uh, in terms of emergency calls at the moment. Um, you know, life threatening calls like what 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 we experienced. Mm. Um, it's fifty fifty at the moment that you receive an ambulance within nineteen minutes. Uh, which obviously would have made uh, yeah. like you know, would have been well. Something has to. Well, my point is, something has to be done about it. It does. Something it at does. a governmental Again, level. This is this is this is uh, an emergency. I, if I, if, I, if I, someone I, tells somebody who's in such a uh, horrific state, and you were obviously as clear to yeah. them as you were to us today, mm. I don't know how you did it, but you did do it. You're told mm. your number. There's 21 cases ahead of you, and you said yeah. you said 21. Yeah, uh, that's when you. Um, yeah. Whereas, okay, okay, something has to be uh, done, and I know. And, and, and I, I just like to say as well that, you know, uh, we, we, we're you know, look, I don't think it's a question of money. You know, we're bringing in like the largest amount of tax revenues I think the country ever yeah. has had. Yeah. You know, we have a mantra of growth, growth, growth. You know, that's all fantastic. If we are not getting okay. fundamentals like this right, how is your uh, how is your wife managing? Uh, do you know what she's doing? Uh, strangely enough, she's doing quite well. Um, all yeah. things considered, physically, I think um, you know she should make a full recovery. Okay. Uh, I think beyond that, obviously, it's, it's going to take an awful lot of time. Okay. That's that's the next job really is to okay. to make sure that she's okay. Well, Jim and your wife stay well and stay safe. And uh, thank you so much for for uh, being willing to uh, contact us and and share that story. It really is important. Jim, kind regards to you uh, and your wife, Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.